Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Was that Maui Christmas or Merry Christmas? Maui Christmas. (laughs) That's the merriest of Christmases. Mm -hmm. The, The ones in Maui. The ones where you have ocean barrels. We had we had such a good like week of waves. We had like for surfing, we had waves and like perfect Kona offshore winds, and it was my my favorite wave was breaking. It was so perfect. Oh, nice. Which wave is that? Uh, it's Kalui Harbor. It's like this slab, right slab. It just it's like it kind of it breaks. And then it crumbles, and if you catch it where it crum, where it crumbles, and then it just goes to a full slab, and it spits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Are you foiling that, Caden, or are you on the uh, shortboard? Or I shortboard it, and sometimes I foil it, but it's just like it's such an amazing wave. It's like I've gotten like seven or eight insane barrels this last week. Just perfect. It's, it's, it's really nice. But it's also a really good foil wave because it, uh, like, it rolls all the way into the harbor range, like ramp. How was your Christmases? Your Christmas? Good. Yeah. You, got, you got seven or eight barrels all wrapped up for him. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a pretty good Christmas. I got some pretty good waves. But yeah, that's awesome. The yeah, we haven't had any wind for like a week. No. Two oh. weeks. Like, two weeks. Now. It just came back yesterday. It came back yesterday and then now we're gonna have no wind tomorrow. Okay. Okay. We that's, kind of that's brutal. Kind of appreciate those days of no wind just to have rest, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm always have something. Days, yeah, yeah. I saw a few of your Instagram lives and stuff with some surf comps and stuff. It looked like there were some nice ones. Yeah, I love. I I really like surfing because it's always different. Like you never get the same wave. So That's it's true. Cool having like, if you get that one crazy wave, you know nobody else is gonna get it. Because, like, it's that one wave. I mean, they can get close to it, but never that exact wave. That's and true, that, actually. Yeah. yeah. It always depends on how you ride the wave. So it's kind of like, I feel like that's why I also love, like, when I foil, I love riding the waves because, like, it's always different. And freestyle mm-hmm. is also, like, super fun because you can do all this no- new stuff and, like, it's all coming, it's all brand new everything so that's super fun too but like i feel like anything within like riding waves it's, i love that yeah that's like a feeling like when i just started foiling well two three years i guess but just the feeling of like surfing little little swell and little stuff on a foil is just unreal that was yeah. so cool carving back and forth on this non-existent wave <laughs> and yeah. then even just being able to like hit the lip sometimes because that Hokipa, I can, it's like super fun to just 
go down the line, just like jump off the little sections that come. This is pretty recent too, right? Because I, I haven't seen a lot of people doing this. And I feel like the last few videos you put up, Kaden, are just unreal. Like, it's so cool to see. Yeah, I, I've, I've been going to Hokipo like a, a lot recently in the past because like I found this secret spot to get out into the water. Because <laughs> for, me, for me, getting out at like the normal spot I always get worse beyond belief. And then I found like this little spot at a place we call Slippery Rock. And like, if you know the right way, you can just jump off the rock into the ocean. It's like flat and you can just paddle out to the wind line and get up and then you have to go in the gnarly way. So it's kind of like 50-50, but if you get to ride all the ways. And then I also got pretty worked at Hokipa. I got I fell on this the wave in front of like a set and the set came and it like ripped my leash off and my wing went to the rocks and then blew down. Luckily one of the windsurfers got it for me. So it's so, pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty is, like, the uh the Aloha classic, you know, everybody was training for that prior to the contest and then Caden would sneak out his little secret way and he'd be the only winger out there flipping and spinning around out there and all the all the guys are 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 watching him doing these you know 360s before he even gets on the wave basically and then just going down and and people are asking me is that that's your kid out there and i'm like yep it's pretty fun to watch watch all that happen you know we're you know everyone's slogging around at like two miles an hour drifting back out and he's just <laughs> on his two eight throwing it around and yeah, making it look really good. I think that's one of the amazing yeah. things about this sport, right? Like a small rider that's um, not as physically strong as you need to be to windsurf, for example, and you can still be at such a high level. It's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's a lot different being like from winging to windsurfing. So it's like windsurfing, I always had to be on such a small sail to like, not get like blown just eat it i can harness i feel like with the foil like above the water i can have more power in my way which i like like more power did you start windsurfing first yeah i windsurfed before and then i like i windsurfed all summer and then didn't i just surfed that winter and then my grandpa introduced me to winging the next summer and it was just like I had I went one day and the only reason I went is because my mom packed me chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and then I, I went down there tried winging and then I went every single day I was like oh this is so fun I want to get this down and like I think it was three or four days and then I could go plane in or coming in and then it was just like from then on I was hooked went every single day and then that year I had homeschool it was like the year of COVID and I had homeschool I did homeschool and I just went every single day for like five or six months (laughs) epic yeah I can totally see Matt homeschooling on the water that makes (laughs) (laughs) I would say a pretty good school year 
Mm-hmm. That would have been an amazing COVID Very year. Absolutely. Very oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I guess we're recording. So we'll say, hey, guys, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Um, Matt, it's great to see you again. Caden, it's great to meet you. Super cool to have you join us on the show here. And we're just, um, for those of you at home that don't know uh, who Caden Pritchard is, well, you probably know Matt. <laughs> you probably know his brother. But Caden is Matt's son. And um, if you haven't checked out his Instagram and seen where Win- Wingfoiling is going to go for the rest of the world in the next three to four years, you should definitely do it because he's really pushing the limit of what's possible and winging. And I mean, how old are you, Caden? Like how many more years of pushing are we going to see here? Hopefully as far as I can. I just turned 13 in August. Well, not just anymore. I used to be able to say that, but I turned 13 in August and I'm hoping to be winging for like, for as long as I can. My grandpa's doing it and he's like, what? 70 71 he's 71 so as long as he does it <laughs> that gives us all hope <laughs> yeah it's insane what he can do he's been windsurfing and now he's winging for his whole life basically since it started since windsurfing started not quite not, not quite, quite. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I looked into that actually I watched another interview that Matt I think um or even uh, your brother Kevin you guys were all on or something and it talked about the fact that your dad got you into windsurfing way back in the day you guys have been icons for us to watch and stuff and to get better and I think I was I was 11 years old when I got introduced to windsurfing it was because my dad was building a house for this guy and his wife and they gave my dad a windsurfer for his birthday and so oh nice we lived on a lake. It was a water ski lake where there was no wind really, but you know, the winds over one design and we would just go out and cruise around. I can remember, you know, just, um, going with my dad tandeming and climbing up on his shoulders and holding onto the mast, you know, and just cruising around and, you know, three miles an hour wind, maybe gusting to eight for some excitement, you know, and, and I, I just always remember that. And then one thing led to another, we started going to more, different lakes where there was more wind and then we started going to the coast and you know discovering ooh, wave sailing and all that so you know over the course of my teenage years that's that's basically what we were doing was chasing chasing wind and mm-hmm. wave. my grandpa t- like brought us both into the sports that like our main sports yeah it's it's pretty cool to see how the progression you know like when I was, when I was 13 years old, you know, I was watching, I remember watching guys doing forward loops on TV. I think it was Dave Kalama, Mark Angula, what they were doing, you know, and, and I was, you know, trying to chop hop and jump three or four feet in the air on a windsurfer. And now Caden at 13 years old is jumping 25 or 30 feet in the air and spinning around 720 degrees and doing all this crazy stuff where, you know, I see that and I'm just like, whoa, I have zero desire to do that now, you know? I mean, I, 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 I wish I could do that, but I, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to pay those consequences anymore that, yeah. that, that hurt. You guys... It doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's only water. <laughs> it's only water. 
<laughs> so how do you get that much pop? Like, obviously you're coming off some good waves, really nice wind direction. And then yeah. what wings are you using? Well, I think, yeah, it's definitely a lot about the foil. I use, I use a small front wing. I use like a 750 front wing. I don't know if that's small, but I feel like it's kind of small. And then a 14 and a half tail. So it's like, so I, what, to get the pop is I go up and then push down on my tail and it like sends me up into the air. And then you, you go downwind before you do that. And then you can like hit off the chop and it sends you into the air and then just hold like it right. If you hold the wing right and just pull in on your back hand, then you'll just lift off. I, I was out like the last time I was out, it was probably blowing to 50 or something. And I got, I had just gotten a new board and it was super light, like, super super light board and I could just go hop off one of the chops and I would just fly like I I swear I felt like I was in the air for like five or seven like five or six seconds it was like and then just go back and do it again it's pretty pretty rough I was on a two-way and it was I was holding on for dear life yeah. Now, the last couple of years, Matt, like you've seen probably a big, is there a big shift that's happening in Maui, like out here as well? Like a lot, all of us would windsurf in as many, as little wind as we could. And then we had wing in come out and I had maybe four or five good windsurf sessions this summer on Vancouver Island, but I was out every day in the wing. So. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that, you know, I think even a lot of the kiters are coming into the wing zone and, um, they're getting into it and, and windsurfers that, you know, have been doing it forever are, are excited. You know, it's something new and it's, it, to me, it, it makes sense. You know, the, the kite strings, I always, I had a hard time with those, um, you know, and, and I just like being able with the wing, I can get rid of it when I want to get rid of it. And it's right there. If I need it, it's super easy and user-friendly for a lot of things. Um, but you know, the whole foil thing is what's really changed the game. And as windsurfers, you know, we understand wind. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have, once you figure out the wing and, and how to power up the foil, it, it's kind of like someone's helping you up and going the whole time versus like learning to prone foil or something, which mm -hmm. looks really hard to me. But I mean, these guys made it look easy. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like I, uh, my friends, they're here from the big island to like, come over and hang out and they really, really, really want to learn how to prone foil because they don't really have that much wind over in the big island to wing, but I think they want to learn that too. But they're, it's, it's going to be, I feel like it would be easier for somebody that surfs all the time to learn how to prone than someone that wind surfs. I mean, you guys have the balance and like all that, but it was just, I think it's just easier because you're like, paddling and just surfing basically with a foil. The only thing is to learn how to like, cause the first, before I winged, I went out once with my uncle on a jet ski and just like towed on the foil behind it. Although okay. it was cut short because I got stung by a jellyfish. It was like this jellyfish got wrapped around the tow rope and I went and grabbed the tow rope and it just like lit my entire hand up. That was pretty painful. But, oh geez. 
Yeah, so it's just once you get the foil down, I think you can learn prone wing and like Windsor foiling and all that stuff. So, you know, touching on that when, you know, when, when you're a, a windsurfer, you, you know the wind and you have that going, you can learn the foil easily, I think. And that's, that's the, what's the appealing part. When I, when I teach people that know how to windsurf, you can usually get them up on the foil the first, first or second go, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty ex- self-explanatory with the right equipment, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's those that don't understand wind or never been in a wind sort of sport that it's a little more challenging. It's a lot more challenging actually. So, Mm -hmm. but, but look at what it's doing. You know, the whole, the whole foil thing is, is kind of revolutionary. It's keeping, keeping everybody excited, really, you know, it's something that's new and, and the feeling and sensation that you get when you're up and gliding is that's, that's the addiction. Wouldn't you say, okay. Yeah. It feels like you're flying 24 seven. Cause I always love like being able to fly like, I don't know. I've always wanted to, I love like jumping off cliffs and like just floating in the air and just like, you know, like, like nothing, nothing's really in your way except for like the water when you land. But like mm-hmm. it's just that 0.5, one, one or two seconds of just like dropping. I feel like that's, but then foiling, it's like, it's just, you're always just, floating right above the water nothing can hurt you except for overfoiling or running into a wave turtles turtles <laughs> turtles yes turtles are gnarly <laughs> yeah but those those are one of the hardest things like you just gotta watch out and the reef the reef also there's some little mm-hmm. coral heads at kanaha there's like a little there's a bunch of coral heads and you gotta like you're at the triangle or it's like the weird wave is what I call it. Like super weird wave. And then like, whenever you're going through there, there's like a bunch of those coral heads and you got to watch out because they do hurt if you're going fast. These have been some of the gnarliest white boats for, for us, especially just, just obviously when you kind of, your foil kind of comes out of the water there and you stop dead. Um, that's been interesting there's just the craziest whippers and it's of windsurfing it was bad like sometimes you catapults and all that but i've never been whipped so good um attached to the board and stuff obviously our leashes our stuff isn't isn't as aggressive so our leashes don't break but yeah are you guys riding foot straps some friends are i think john boo who's on the call now and a couple other guys yes they are riding straps I've been riding strapless for, for the three years and I love it. I just, I'm not a jumper. So I kind of just cruise around and I don't want to get hurt any, any more than I already have. Hi. Uh, Matt and I have gone through a bunch of surgeries, so we understand. Oh yeah. That's my number one rule is no jumping, no foot yep. straps. No, not going there. And this guy, yeah. on the other I, I don't know why, but I feel like I, only I like I went I went to a prone contest in Kauai like a couple weeks ago and it was no straps and I was like this is way more dangerous I feel like because when you fall you can fall right on top of the foil because with the straps usually the board kind of goes with you 
but like you're not really attached to the board. So like if you're turning to go back out and then your weight shifts and you fall forward, like I had one where I turned on. So here's the way I'm, I was like, I bottom turned to go back out and pump back out. And like the board went this, like the board went this way and I went this way and like almost landed on the foil. So, which is, I feel like it's better because if you had straps then you would bring the board with you when you fell back and it would like land like that. I mean, it would hurt, but you wouldn't land on the foil. So I don't know, but I think, I think ankle wise, if you have bad and sore ankles, then and he has a few more years on you. <laughs> then you don't want, you don't really want foot straps. <laughs> that is no okay. So I have questions about foot straps then. So when if you breach just out of the water, so if your foil's like this or whatever, and it breaches and you stop dead, so you just whip over forward, you're still thinking and you're finding that with foot straps, it's still a bit nicer. I I mean, I actually rarely fall i mean i'm sorry <laughs> I, I barely, i'm sorry wrong question to the wrong kid <laughs> no i just i just whenever i do that i feel like i usually can just lean put all my weight on my back foot and i can just ride out of it i okay i have had a couple experiences doing like speed runs coming in from like uppers at kanaha that was like going super fast and i came over a chop and like overflow i'm just like skipped across the water hurt pretty bad but it's I feel like my feet always come out of the straps or sometimes they don't and I just like stop dead and get the wind knocked out of me but I I like straps more maybe it's just because I've always done it with straps but okay yeah I tried straps once this summer and they freaked me out. <laughs> I went right back to my to my little 70, whatever. I'm riding the Quattro Drifter, the Pro Drifter there, Drifter Pro this year. And it, I just I went right back to that board and I was like, forget it. <laughs> I'm just going strapless. But everybody's yeah. different. So I feel like strapless will be better for like, for because you can always move your feet like different places on the board. Mm -hmm. and like straps kind of get in the way of that sometimes so at times it's like good to not have straps and then like it's really easy to like test usually whenever i get like a new board or a new foil or something i go strapless but i haven't on my last board that i just got yet i'm gonna do that but i usually do it to like test out and see where i need to put my straps and where i should move my foil to so I can get my feet in the spot that I want my straps to be kind of okay the uh a, a part of it is is that you're riding a really small board Caden and I know for myself when I'm on my little board like on the sinker then I I really don't mind the straps that much and I'm not that worried about getting feet stuck in them and stuff like that but if I'm riding a bigger board because there's light wind or I don't know trying freestyle or something like that um i definitely am a little bit more scared about feet getting stuck and just a little bit more leverage going on there i guess I wonder yeah, if that's part of it i guess i guess that would probably be that would probably make a difference i don't i think what's the smallest board anyway? the smallest board or biggest, biggest? yeah maybe seven 
I, yeah, so I don't, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but like, yeah, usually when I ride a board that big, I don't use straps. I usually, I've, I think I only ride that like riding my mom's stuff up when she, for your brother, or yeah, taking my brother out or something like that. But I would, I could definitely see how like that, that would kind of, that would hurt if you got your feet stuck in the straps and like, uh, it fell that way and the board went that way and your ankles were like Arr. yeah totally yeah. so what size boards are you riding usually then i'm riding between 24 and like 26 kind of around there for board size okay. and they're 310 and 40 those are my two sizes. wow it's so small what are you That's weighing in at short. i weigh like 97 and if i eat like after thanksgiving like 102 there we go <laughs> that's a big turkey yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. are you teaching winging matt um are you teaching yeah i teach a little, yeah. a little bit you know like the for super super beginners i don't really that's not my specialty there. I, I kind of like taking windsurfers that, you know, kind of understand the wind, like I was saying, and helping them get up and get going and, and all that. So okay. I'm more of like the advanced beginner. Teacher. Teacher, okay. you could say. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And I think once, once people figure out how to, how to jibe and tack, they're kind of on their own from there. They don't really need that much training unless they're getting into freestyle this guy would would have to take over from from that uh, i haven't got a lesson yet so i i want to but i don't know how i gotta actually for me the challenge is thinking about what i'm actually doing so like mm -hmm. I'm now i'm more like okay so when i go into the air i do i turn my body like 45 degrees and that spins me and that gives me a rotation that spins me around the 720 degrees so it like it'll it i <laughs> this is helping me okay right here so yeah. i go up tweak tweak my board like 40 like 45. opposite too right opposite, opposite. 45 degrees and then that makes me able to get like whip out of that and then I spin it's it's Seven, pretty... 720 degrees from hitting like getting that momentum from going like that so it's kind of almost like a corkscrew kind of thing like you load it up and then you start to turn yeah you have to yeah you have to like I mean, or I mean sometimes you don't have to because you'll just, if you don't load it up, then you have more air time to get the two spins. But if you don't have as much air time, I feel like the corkscrew works better. Okay. That's really interesting. I wouldn't have uh, thought that, that was the case. But so you're saying if you're kind of getting into, say, doing nakas or or flat guys, I'm not even sure what we call it in winging. I don't even know if there's a name for it yet. But if you're doing a 360, let's say, do you yeah. find it's easier to tweak first and then do the 360 or just go straight into the 360? 
I personally, when I do, if I do a 360 without the tweak, sometimes I just like go totally inverted because I go, I start rotating just right as I take off. And usually you want to start rotating at the top of your jump. So like you jump and then rotate, but like when you start it, you start rotating as you jump and then the wind will like pick you up when you're starting to do that second rotation and like whip you up. So I personally think that you can, but like for, I guess for when you're learning 360s, you want to just go 180 and then land backwards and then spin around. But then like once you, I feel like the higher level would then be to like go up, tweak and then spin and land. So it's kind of like a yes and no. <laughs> so once you know what you're doing, tweaking is easier and before you, you just go straight into it. I think going straight into it is good. It depends on what type of wing you're riding. Like if you're riding a wing that's really boxy, you want to go straight into it so you have the most amount of time to get the rotation. If you have a wing that's more maneuverable and smaller, then I think the corkscrew is uh, corkscrew is just an add-on that makes it harder. Maybe let's just say that. It looks cooler too. I, yeah. think. I like I like the it definitely look. looks cooler. I agree on that. The fun, the fun part for us, I think, is is like with video. Sometimes I'll I'll be out there with my windsurfer and my my GoPro, and I'll I'll follow, and I'll I'll get to see really close, like him spinning, and then we'll be able to slow that down and just watch how everything kind of happens, you know, like on the ones where he makes them, how how he he corkscrews harder and then spins around. It's the modern technology nowadays is. So good. For this episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that. I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a 10-kilometer downwinder done with my buddy Mickey from Salt Spring Island. Today, I got in an epic one with my friend Britt. Um, we went from La Tuna all the way to the beach and back. Um, heck of a fun time. If you're looking to learn, there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at Saladita Kite School. They are positioned at Latuna, and now that I've been here a little while, I've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots. It is one of the more beginner-friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, they do offer professional jet ski-assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, so once again, they're at Latuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there. So you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn how to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. They got top quality gear as well. Uh, so don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at Saladita Kite School at Saladita kite school for, for learning it's yeah you know, it's, it's really nice being a movie like okay so that's what i did wrong there and if i don't do that then i can make it so let me just put that into my brain and go out and do it next session <laughs> true what's it what's what's you have a dad that's a really good coach as well hey kid, <laughs> that helps <laughs> 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 yeah that's, that's 
That's why I have a video camera because he doesn't listen to anything I say. So, but if he sees it, he figures it out on his own. <laughs> yeah, my um, my grandpa got a camera, so he sometimes like when it's too gnarly for him to go out, like the last day of like fifty knots, he got some video of it. I have we have a little YouTube video. I'm gonna share that later of the day cool. of couple weeks ago of me on my new board just in the super windy wind but he goes and sits down on the beach under his little because he's since he built houses he's like super good with wood and stuff. he has like this chair umbrella that blocks the sun from behind and then he has this little camera mount that goes across his chair and he has like the whole setup that's pretty cool beautiful with like some wood scraps and a Johnny Johnny Bahama hammer and duct tape. Yeah, and a beach chair. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, it's all you need for the high quality camera setup. Oh yeah, Matt, how do you find uh, like because wind has played such a big part in your life? How do you find being able to share that like with your with your kids and stuff? How does that how does that feel? Oh, it's super cool. You know, I think like we touched on it earlier where I got three generations on the water, you know, with my dad and myself and Caden. It's it's pretty special for sure when you, you know, sit back and look at it and think think about it all, how how it's happening. Um and yeah, I love I love seeing and watching Caden fly is how I describe it, you know, like just just I can kind of feel I can feel the feels that he's feeling up there, yep. uh, especially when he lands hard and just augers in. It, that that hurts me. Just I kind of get like a little a little shudder when he when he lands from thirty feet up. And oh, but you know, seeing that and 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 realizing, you know, like wow, I know what he's feeling. You know, that, that flight and that sensation of of freedom and expression. It's pretty. It's pretty rad. Yeah, I don't doubt being able to follow that closely and see all that stuff. That'd be pretty special. Yeah. He, he sometimes yells at me because I'm too close, you know, and he's like, Dad, you messed me up. <laughs> and then there's one time when I was like, it was my first time getting 720s and his GoPro was at 1%. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like doing it and I was so close. I would land and then like sometimes I would dig my nose and just not make it and I was like so close I was like one percent away from getting it but that one percent talk to GoPro buddy well yeah <laughs> yeah a new GoPro and then you can have longer battery well, it's better I think they need to sponsor you and send us out a couple new ones yeah we need mm -hmm. And then we need a bunch of extra batteries we can put on the beach. I heard they have a new battery called the Enduro. Okay. That sounds that one that would have given you that one percent. <laughs> I need that's where it matters. Yeah. <laughs> Bet your dad got in trouble for that one for sure. I wasn't too happy, but it's okay. <laughs> I I know yeah. how to go now. He got he got one of my first ones on video. Although he was pretty far away, it wasn't in focus. It was still good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life, the life of being a dad. 
Gotta get it perfect. What age do you reckon that would be a good time to start your kids on winging? Because uh, I think windsurfing is what, like 11, 13, something like that, realistically? Yeah, realistic. I think that's a, it's a great question, actually, because ever since Caden was like two years old, people are asking, well, when's he going to start windsurfing? You know, and then and it's like, well, I, I don't want him to start windsurfing until he, he can have fun and be strong enough to go out there and appreciate it. You know, like I, I'll see like, four or five-year-old kids, you know, just hanging on to these little sails and going back and forth slowly, which, which is a good thing, but just knowing this guy and that, that adrenaline thing that's in, imprinted on him, I guess he, he would kind of get bored of that. And he started early, I think maybe too early on a windsurfer. What were you, eight? Okay. Yeah, I was in, I had some very painful mm-hmm. sessions of like, not being able to uphaul and just getting sucked all the way downwind. To, to get back to your question, you know, I think that with the wings, they're lighter nowadays. So, so the kids can learn at an earlier age, I think, you know. So I think seven is not too young to learn to start playing with it anyways, even, even younger. I've seen like five-year-old kids yeah, playing around. So, you know, it, it's pretty – it's pretty – it's easier than windsurfing, I would say, I think, don't you? Yeah, I saw this kid um, on Instagram. He was like, right, he was like six or seven years old, and he was like trying, going for like airs and stuff. And it was crazy to see how good he is. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, in five sure. years, he's going to be doing <laughs> insane tricks. You'll be an old guy then, huh? <laughs> Here's, I'll, be like, I'll be 18. In five years. So. These 10 year olds are doing 1300. I wish I was still that age. I wish I could, or I mean, I'm still going to be able to do it. I'm just going to be taller <laughs> and I'm going to have to ride bigger equipment. But yeah. Part of the fun developing and learning all that all stuff. The, different wings I need to ride or boards and wings and foils. Because yeah. that was the, one of some of the first videos, right, Matt, that you put up of Caden on Instagram or that you both put up was him flying on the beach and he, he was tiny then. Yeah, just like off the little bluff or whatever and then hanging on, going left and right. And it's like, oh, where is this? Where is this going to go? Yeah, I, that was, that video, what, there's a lot of, like this, I think one some of the people were just like it got reposted everywhere. It was a lot of like it was it was a pretty crazy video. <laughs> it was because we were we were doing like this photo shoot thing for um because he's a real real realtor realtor yeah and he's a realtor and his um there is his one of his realtor friends needed a photo shoot for like this house that they were doing so we went down and we were doing like a little photo thing and then it was like this super blasting windy so we went out at like you know early in the morning and um then like when it got super windy it was like too windy to go out and I was like I would just jump off the little bluff and like (laughs) go down and then eat it when I hit the sand but it was so exhilarating I was in the air I just kept doing it 
I think doing that, that kind of stuff where you're just running around on the beach with the wing, you know, his little brother's doing that now. He rides his one wheel with the wing in his hand, you know, and he's kind of figuring it out. Stuff stuff like that where where you mm-hmm. just understand the dynamics of the wind in your hands and how to harness the harness that kind of power. Mm-hmm. And the wing and the wings are changing so rapidly in technology, in materials, in everything. Now, how is that kind of, because obviously there's a lot of people testing and training in Maui. Is there anything you can talk to us about, about that? Like, how do you see that scene? Obviously it's exploded compared to what it was. And Yeah, I, I mean, everybody's kind of always, like I have a couple of friends. I have one of the friends that ride for Cabrina and they're always like, they're always riding these prototype wings and then I feel like it's always it's really cool to see like the first time that like for example when I get some prototype wings it's really cool to see what they send you and then what they produce like what the actual production is it's really cool to like have go through and say like hey I don't really like this but it's good and I think other people would like it when I love this, this is really good, you should keep this. And then like with the feedback, then you can like see the final product and be like, oh yeah, this is perfect, I love this. And then maybe there's like a couple extra tweaks and then it's like the perfect wing kind of, it's pretty fun to like go through and go through the different things, especially with foils and stuff because Alex is the owner of GoFoil and he just lives on the island. So he gets all of the, he gets all the foils and he like can make them up in the shop, do all the experiments and stuff. And it's super fun to go out and just ride, like test it and ride it. Cause he's always down at Ka, the beach. Okay. And it's just super cool to like try it all the time and always be experimenting and like say, hey, I like this, but this feels weird because if you say it feels wobbly and it tracks when I turn, he'll be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. And I'll just be like, <laughs> what? What did you change? How does it, how is it so perfect now? What did you do? And some fun stuff. Like I love writing and developing. It's my favorite thing to do. I saw a new wing on the beach yesterday. I don't even know what brand it was, but it had like super, super small diameter leading edge bladder and everything. And it looked like it was somehow reinforced with, with something to give it some more rigidity. I didn't get hmm. too to look at it, but I went all kinds of new stuff that's going to come out. I'm sure, you know, like the, they're, they're just getting started. I would say right now. Yeah, I think they are. And Tom posted a couple of questions here because his um, his phone's not working well tonight. What do you think the next thing is in foils? And what do you think of the high aspect foil trend? Well, I've been trying. I tried a couple prone foiling over in Kauai and I could pump for days. I was like, I, I just, I was on my board and I posted a video on my Instagram and I could just like, tap my heel on the board and it would pump it would just be like, okay do do i really like it for that and they're super fast in wing foiling i honestly get a little less pop 
I feel like maybe it's just because the foil is a little smaller as a front wing than what I tried. And I like it, but it's, it's definitely harder to turn. And I think for freestyle, the high aspect foils will be more popular because you're not really turning as much. You're mainly just going straight and then popping into the air and doing all okay. your in the air. And I mean, I love surf wings, like all the GTs that GoFoil has. They're just carvability and everything is so good on those. But I feel like it's definitely going to change. And I don't know if this is going to be in the future, but I've been seeing some people at our spot. It's called Guardrails. And this guy put a fin on the bottom of his foil because, and he says it's giving him more drive on his bottom turn. So I don't know if that's in the future at all or Whoa. happening with that's that. Something, that's something so new. Yeah, I just think it's cool to, like, see all the people experimenting with them and, like, all the new – because Kane DeWild is doing all, like, his tail wings and stuff and making all this crazy new stuff that's, like, super – like, the flex tails that Armstrong came out with and, like, all that stuff. I feel like someone's always going to be doing something different, like the Ginsu boards. It's always mm-hmm. different. And you never know how it, like, how everybody will like it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. So it's kind of, like, it's going to be cool to see what everybody's coming out with this, like, the upcoming years. Because I'm sure it's going to be exciting. It's going to be pretty cool. Have you guys spent a lot of time in the new Ginsus? I haven't ridden any of them. I have no. a couple of friends that ride for KT and they're saying, yeah, they love they love the boards, and one of my friends just broke his board, and that was a pretty troubling because we had to go rescue him. His wing, he deflated his wing, and like all the water got in his wing too, which is pretty painful experience. I had we had to, I think that was I used like an I used an eighty five liter board or something. What's Grandpa's seventy five? Seventy five. 75 okay. board. that was the last time I wrote a big board but I think I think there's just like a lot of it's going to be really cool in the upcoming year years to see what they come out with mm-hmm. yeah because Tom also mentioned the recent trend towards mid aspect um yeah but mm-hmm. that's what okay. I've been it's amazing I love like between like it's super fast, but it turns super well. Do it all, get it done, have some fun <laughs> kind of foil. Yeah. Cool. So all the two-in-one or three-in-one foil. I like it. Okay. Okay. And yeah. Tom was saying there must be some waves that are now new, but you can kind of rediscover them with foils and wings compared to even windsurfing or kiting. Yeah. Like, I mean, some sometimes... A while ago, I was super, like, we would go before homeschool. Um, we would go and wing or prone at Hokipa. And nobody was really proning at Hokipa, but now they're, like, I feel like more people are doing it on the glassy days. You just go out to, like, small middles or something. But then, like, if it's too small, then you go to point. And then 
too big. Then you go down to Ka'a and check all these waves. And like, I never knew, I, I never knew of Ka'a at all before foiling. And neither did I know of like Kalui Harbor before foiling. It kind of mm. like for surfing, I, I never knew about it until like the winner of the sun, the winner, the, the winner of the summer that I learned how to wing. I saw like this wave breaking over there and I was like, huh, I wonder what the wave is. And then one day we were down surfing like sand piles and we saw this cool wave breaking. So like we went and watched it and it was just this perfect, amazing wave. But now it was like it was super scary because it was super steep drop into this gnarly barreling wave. So now built up the courage to go out and catch those waves. So it's really cool from like foiling, I learned all these new spots and stuff, or this one That's... new spot. But I'm sure everybody's gonna be like finding new ways to like mm -hmm. places. Well, even John, who's on the call now, like we were all of us back east were starting to get into a lot bigger conditions, like 30 pushing 40, 40 pushing a bit bigger, 20, 25 foot swell sometimes on Lake Ontario and some of the Great Lakes. And that's starting to get a bit gnarly. Like my neighbor who is known for the guy that can handle the most wind, he went out two years ago, 50 plus knots, 25 foot swell. And the rest of us were like, I'm staying on shore. Like I, I'm too light of a guy. But what foiling did for a lot of these guys and for all of us is it opened up a completely different wind range. And then you were gonna starting to have fun on stuff that was like two, three, four, five feet. So for us, like instead of progressing to a point where it'd become a safety hazard, I found that it progressed to a point where we can now enjoy a completely new aspect of the sport. You can fly up wind, you can look around, you can take some time to kind of get a bit sentimental about what you're doing out there. But um, that was, I find was pretty cool. But I wanted to know how are the wipeouts when you're proning? Because some of those look like they can get a little bit intense. Well, I... In Kauai, I saw some pretty intense wipeouts of there. These guys pulling into barrels of like, it was seriously, pretty, yeah, strapless over at Kaliki Bay, and it was like they would drop in, like pump a mile or seemed like a mile out, and ride these massive double overhead steps that were coming through, and then just drop down the face bottom turn, and then just like pull into this wave and just send it into the closeout. And one of the guys, Jack from town, I'm sure you know him, he he was um, like going on his stomach, riding on his stomach and pulled into the barrel and got barreled and made it out, which is cool. Is dad trying that? No, he didn't. I went with Alex over there. He didn't go over there. Okay, fair. He is pretty pretty gnarly to watch all the guys like at that contest and mm -hmm. there are some some wipeouts of the day this one guy the wipeout of the day who got the award he was going on the lip line and like overfoiled on the lip line and fell down the face of the wave and like just got obliterated it was so gnarly mm -hmm. like crazy i was scared to see if they were even okay after getting pounded yeah 
Let's see. I see a question from John. How, how often am I on the water with a wing versus windsurf? Well, I, I guess if I go into like te- into the teaching world where, where I spend some time doing that, um, lately I would almost say it's been a little bit more wing, you know, more people wanting to learn to wing. Um, I still get a lot of windsurfers coming in that, you know, want to perfect their jives or jumps or any of that stuff. But as far as beginners are concerned, definitely way more beginner wingers that are, that are here and, you know, fired up to learn. So I don't know percentage wise, but I guess if I had to guess, I'd say it's probably right now about 70, 30 for, for wings. winging. Okay. Yeah. And what, what basic skill sets should people have before even thinking of coming out and kind of trying it out and in those waters and taking lessons and stuff? Well, it's not, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's nice for people to kind of understand wind. Um, okay. and kind of, I, I think that if somebody were to be a total beginner, it's probably good for them to go and, and watch a little bit, you know, like spend some time seeing what other people are doing, watching other, other beginners and, and really kind of getting into your mind first, visualizing that, holding the wing on the beach, feeling what it's like to, you know, to open the wing up and how you want it, you know, angle the wing so you're not dipping the tips in the water and falling on your face. You know, that, that kind of, that kind of stuff, um, is helpful and being able to swim, obviously not afraid of the water, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously you guys always have warm water that helps a little bit. It gets a bit colder and uh, never mind. Yeah. I remember February, March gets a bit chilly, right? Oh, chilly is so relative as you think. <laughs> <crazy. laughs> chilly. Yeah. Chilly yeah. is like set like 60. You gotta, 60. you gotta wear a long sleeve. Oh no. One mil. oh no! It's I was, in, <laughs> I was in Victoria, BC. There, like, what was it like three, four weeks ago? And um, I had a six five four with a hood, five mil booties and mitts. I think a two mil neoprene underneath, a jacket plus something else, and we had like head high, nice rollers and stuff playing. But very, very different when you have like ten mil of neoprene on and stuff like that. But. Yeah. Meanwhile, the air is <laughs> like yeah. 32. That's true. The one good thing about that is you get a little bit of protection if, you're, if your foil tries true. to. True. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. If you get gutted or something with a little bit of protection, it definitely helps a little bit more. But Tom had a question here. <laughs> and by the look at your face, this has happened. But what would be your top tip for someone starting it without access to coaching? A big tip, I would say, is having a bigger board to start out with and having good balance practicing your balance and practicing balance while holding the wing and like seeing what you have to do to get your pumping and like start your pumping momentum like like back foot front foot back foot front foot and then to get up onto the foil and then usually i feel like when I first started winging, I was always super overpowered. And that helped me a lot with mm-hmm. being able to get up on the foil. And like when I fell, I would just, I could just get up a lot easier when I'm super overpowered because it would just lift me out of the water. So I think mm-hmm. that would, that's a good thing. And then you never want to ride a board that's too big for you because I rode or like a foil setup that's too big for me. 
I rode one when we were teaching our friends and there was like a massive board, like 135 liter board and like a Maliko 220 front wing. Was, and I couldn't even get up on foil. It was too big. So like okay. you have to have somewhere in relative something that'll float you and something that'll get you on foil, but not too crazy big. I think a lot of people say, oh, get on a SUP board and go fly the wing around out there, which I'm not really a fan of that unless you have a SUP board, you know, but mainly when that happens, you just end up going straight downwind. I think if you're serious mm -hmm. about it, you know, you can get, you know, a 120 liter board as an average to start with and put a, put the dang foil in it. And that, that keeps you staying upwind and then you can actually kind of get used to where your feet should be you know, figure that sort of stuff out. And then like Caden's saying, when you're, when you get some power in it, you kind of are, are ready to feel that thing lift up and, and get going. That's, that's one place where I think it's kind of cool too, for having foot straps when you're learning so that you have a board that if you put your feet there and you get power from the wing, you're going to pop up and go because you know, teaching that's it, true. so many people have a hard time with where do I put my feet? Are they, you know, they, I, I'll, I'll, I'll see them. I'm like, okay, we got to slide that back foot back a little bit, slide the front foot forward a bit so that when they do get up, they can control the, the pitch of the, of the board and the foil ultimately. Mm -hmm. And they're starting on some pretty big foils for guys like any, anywhere between, I guess the clients that I had, we were on like 2000 kind of fairly big, big foils just to go slow. But I guess yeah. what you're saying, Caden is if you're smaller, then you can go too big. You can go too big. Yeah, if you're like my size, I feel like there's like a point where I actually like it's too big for me to get up on foil. Like it's too slow for me. Okay. Maybe that's just because I'm so used to like fast. Because you're so good. Because <laughs> like John said, the only Tom, uh, uh, the only time Caden ever falls is when he's like trying to throw a double backflip or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. I had some. <laughs> bad balls just coming in the other day i was got like bombing and i would go over a chop and just go and then oh. across the water it definitely doesn't my back gets messed up a lot and but i have to like i we i had a yoga in school last year i had like a yoga class for mm -hmm. half the year and that really helped like, cause we did stretching every day and I felt so good, but now I don't have that class anymore. So I just do like hamstring stretches and like stretch my back. I wonder if my back. Are you riding with um, harness lines or are you guys fine just harnessless? He goes I, harness. I've been riding with the harness lines, especially when I'm yeah. nice, just to cool. hook in there and you know, like, basically cruise and save the save the muscles when you can so mm -hmm. I, I like it it wouldn't be something i would recommend to newbies or beginners by any means you know but i think those that especially windsurfers you know that kind of understand that sort of sort of situation of getting pulled too much um no problem i i love okay. them mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of guys starting to like them and, and playing with different kinds of harnesses and into seeing what works the best and what doesn't break. Um, but that's been a kind of a cool transition, especially for going upwind. 
because you can oh. just kind of hook in and fl like even fly even more upwind now without getting tired. Exactly. You can yeah. do your downwinders by sailing upwind because you can point so high to wind on the I foils. I want to be able to do that because um, we have like a go foil event every single year and or sometimes twice a year. And they do all these downwinders and like we, well, last year, they rented an entire U-Haul van and we put all the wings and stuff and boards in the U-Haul van and was like all rigged up and ready to go. So we just got there and went out and that's super nice, but it's a rare occasion that you're going to have a rented U-Haul van. So I, I, I went, I didn't want to have all my stuff in that car because it was very like packed and I didn't want any dings on my board and stuff. So I sailed, point. Up, I sailed up to meet them and oh, my back hurts <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like the whole way down. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I got the whole way back from the down, like from downwinding, I was just dying. It was so painful, but now, now, now you have a harness. Yeah, I got to get that set up and then I'll be out harness lining everywhere. <laughs> I'll start here and I'll just be like 10 oh. kilometers upwind in 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom mm -hmm. asked, are you guys seeing any like um, a lot of tendonitis and whatnot if people are not using harness lines? Because obviously you guys get on the water a little bit more than other parts in the world. Are you seeing what are the most common injuries I guess you're seeing so far? Um, I have heard of a lot of people with, with elbow and shoulder problems. I, I have okay. a, an awesome therapist that I see all the time just to keep, keep everything dialed. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll have a touch of elbow in there and sometimes shoulder, but I think that's from crashing on the mountain bike. Um, but, but she was saying that all the wingers are coming in with, you know, shoulder, shoulder issues more or less. So okay. I think that's definitely one of them. And would a harness, remedy that maybe maybe not um maybe the elbows i guess a little bit could play into that but i, I don't know about that either i think knees. that just the you think knees. knees well like getting up and off the board oh, mm. that's just Rough. superficial yeah but like I, everybody's wearing like, yeah that's probably one of the best oh yeah valid point knee pads mm. for, for those that are in hawaii where it's warm and you're not wearing a 10 mil wetsuit, you know, it's nice to have some. <laughs> yeah. I got all the padding we need. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So like some people are just cutting full suits. It, it looks a little weird, but I think it saves your knees. So like, say this is my leg and this is my foot. Like they have it cut to like right here on their knee. So it like protects your knee right here. So okay. you don't get, knee pain or knee scratches because I guess I mean I don't have that because I just sink the board but like I could see if, mm -hmm. you, were, if you had to get up from your knees or wear your knees down a little bit mm -hmm. also just getting up and down I find because a lot of people switched over from kiting and they're starting a little bit older and they thought the sport was going to be very, very easy to pick up. But then they realized quickly that you're coming up and off your knees often. So if you're lunging and your knees get a little bit sore, 
that's where I found the cross training and stuff would be super important. Um, obviously, Caden, not an not an effect on you, but any even me, my knees like um, my knees were starting to get sore, and I found this guy on Instagram and started doing knees over toes. That guy, if you've heard of him on Instagram, knees over toes guy, and he started doing some crazy lunges, and then from there the knees got better. So I was giving that to some clients this summer. Finding that getting up was super super hard actually. Um, that is probably a good one because yeah, there are people that some of them want to get up with, with only one knee. So they're going one way and it's the back knee and you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of makes it tricky. I, I always like to, you know, get the front knee up no matter which way I'm going. And, and so, yeah, having that sort of balance is something you can do, you know, on the, on the mat in the gym, you know, that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And Tom just asked her, what wings are you both riding now? And what's your go-to size? 2.8. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Easy answer to you. <laughs> That's that what one. about you, Matt? My go-to is usually a 4.2 four, four or 3.5. I mean, it's when it's windy, I, I, like, I don't like to be overpowered on the wings. You know, it just, to me, it's, it's too much. You know, I like, I'd rather have to pump it a couple more times and get up and go than, than be overpowered. And what brands of wings are you guys riding? Gastra. I've been riding Gastra for how, like two years now? Yeah, two or three, maybe three. Yeah, it's cool seeing their entire, like, what they started out with and what they're at now. It's pretty. Oh, that's so drastic, fun. Drastic change. So fun. And you're both riding GoFoils, I'm assuming? Yeah, GoFoils, GoFoils, and yep. then boards. Type of boards. Oh, nice. Another question here, Matt, are you sending Caden on the wing tour? Oh, that's not for me to decide. That's for Caden to decide. It's a good question. Okay. I think, I think he's, he's in a, in a, in a unique spot being here on Maui, you know, with, with just being kind of in the limelight of, of all the stuff that's happening and the competition side of things, you know, traveling all over Europe, I've done all that. And, and I think that when he's ready to go and compete, you know, he's got to, he's got to step up and say, let's go, you know, and, and, and go there to be able to be in the top, top three, top five, or even win the, the stuff, you know, that's kind of my outlook on it until he's, he's ready to put all that together. Um, it's his call. I, I want to start out by just going to separate events like I really want to go to the Brazil event next year and they okay. just had that it was super cool to watch and there's waves and then any any event with waves I really want to go to and I think starting out by just going to certain events and like getting the feel for competition in the GWA I think then I'll do that I'll like you know one year I'll just do a couple competitions and what I want to do and my some of my friends from the island are going to go out and do some of the events so maybe I can do some events that they go to and then I if I really really like it and like I get the hang of it and I start doing better and better then I can start doing more and more events and then it just goes on and on and on and then eventually probably full-time we'll be doing it my hope <laughs> Hey, that's pretty cool. 
Hey, um, and then we got a next question from John. I guess you can read that too, Matt. How much, Kate, how much of Caden progress is his own and how much is <laughs> genetic? <laughs> uh, Good question, John. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a lot of, <laughs> that's not, I, I mean, I, I think it's hard to say, you know, I think he, I don't think anyone necessarily tells him what to do or how to do it. He's got to learn it on his own. You know, like for me coaching him, my first thing is get a watch, set your timer and go out and practice heats. You know, that's, that's how you do it. You got to learn how to impress the judges and you got to learn how to keep their attention and you got to have a program. And, you know, when sometimes we'll do video, video runs where I'm like, okay, contest run, you know, and he'll like, He'll let go and he'll just bust this out and bust that out and do that, you know, and then, and then, you know, that's the kind of training there, but he, he does have a lot of natural talent. And if he wants to, you know, keep doing this, this competition and get more into it, he's going to, he's going to develop and evolve into, um, you know, a, a, a great competitor. And, and it's understanding mm -hmm. that mindset first that he has to choose to want to do that will enable him to, be able to succeed you know yeah I I think it's sometimes I'll just be in my head and I'll be like okay contest run as he said and I go start out I go let's say I had a, a contest run I did a couple while ago and it was front flip land back flip land 360 turn around and then go like with my arms crossed 540 and then come in and then 720 and then drive and coming back out, switch 360 and then come back in. And then I did like a back loop type thing. So that's like, I kind of, and then I do it a certain amount of times until I get it perfect. And once I get it perfect, I'm like, okay, now I can just have fun and learn my own <laughs> tricks. Yeah, generally, I guess that's that's the big three, I guess. They are our friend Max Robinson from Toronto area. He just started on the tour. And you said like the big three, front foot, back flip, 720. If you want to come anywhere close to ranking. Mm -hmm. yeah, both ways, obviously. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that's what we always used to say in windsurfing. Windsurfing freestyle is like, you can't say you're, you can land a trick until you can do it both ways. You know, that's, okay. the, that's the deal because... You know, you go to you go to a contest and the wind's blowing the other way. It's offshore. The, you know, everything's different. So you got to be able to adapt. You know, for anything, otherwise you're you're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, that's what I'm trying now. I'm mostly trying to like dial in, doing stuff going out. Like I, I'm basically relearning everything going out. So like now I can do 360s going out, and then like. Eventually, I want to try getting 720s, and then I can do backflips going out, and then doing front flips going out. It's going to be another challenge. So it's kind of, it's like, yes, I want to, I want to do this, but it's scary. It's almost scarier when you're learning the other way again because you know how to do it the other way, but your brain's all mixed up and like yeah. doesn't want to do it. That's fair. 
scary. That's fair. Yeah, I don't doubt. The other Tom day, here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, the other day, or not the other day, like a month or two ago, I did. I hit my head and arm pretty hard doing a front flip coming in. Like my, Ooh, I. I saw that. I like landed on top of my board and like hit my head and arm, but luckily I was wearing a helmet, which came in pretty clutch burn helmets. If you want mm-hmm. one, get one. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug. Yeah. But I, it saved me. Yeah. I was also wearing my O'Neill impact vest, <laughs> which saved me. <laughs> I, I, I hit my shoulder, like, my lat and it hurts like I could barely move my arm up and I'm sure if I was not wearing an impact vest I probably would have broken a rib or something but I'm glad I'm okay better now so helmets impact vests those are kind of staples that you'd recommend for learning yeah I would I would definitely recommend helmet and the impact vest from a meal okay I I, I was I was out yesterday I didn't tell you this and um, I didn't have my, you know, on my helmet, I have a GoPro thing. And I went to, I went to do this tack and I, I pulled the wing up over and I kind of looked forward and the wing ripped on my GoPro helmet mat. It just tore this line down the, down the oh, wing. No. It, so like ripped, it the, ripped a hole in the wing. In the wing. It like scraped across yeah. my head. And- yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a. That's a note to everyone out there that has a helmet with with a GoPro mount. So be careful. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, especially where it it is for tax and stuff. And hmm. do you find there's a lot of a lot of fear, Caden? Or is your fear not quite it's not quite there yet? It's I have fear before I do it. Once I do it, I I've actually so to learn backflips coming in, it kind of went into a process of I just started doing super inverted 360s and eventually I would just do an inverted 360 but instead of going to do the wing like that the wing would just go over my head so it kind of sometimes I don't really do it straight away and then now I don't know if you've seen Chris McDonald and he's doing these like he goes up and then flips the wing around like flips it around and then goes down like it I feel like the just doing a back loop it can kind of set you into a bunch of different tricks which is really okay one trick that we got on video that we haven't shared yet do you remember that one oh yeah so say that one oh you don't want to tell them okay you can't you can't broadcast it live yet (laughs) nobody will know a couple people that live on Maui know, but okay. nobody will Stay know. tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for episode two. Part if you guys two. want to lose your 10 mil wetsuits, get on the plane. <laughs> That's it. Come and visit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No excuses. I still, no. like, I, I want to take one of your, your wave sailing clinics, Matt. It's still one of the highlights because I've been sailing for 10, 10 years now. And it's something that has been on my list and I would just love to go out there and sail and get into some, some waves. So I'm going to do that with you one year. Definitely. John knows, John knows how that works. So (laughs) he does, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Might awesome. get worked, but we'll see. We'll oh. keep you safe. Oh, oh, uh, John, I think where you were the guy out of a thousand peaks that one day, right? Yeah, you, 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 you taught me how to prone foil for free, and that was freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. This little kid flying around, backflipping, prone foiling. Hey, comes over and taught me how to prone foil because I was struggling. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Nice to reunite with you because I'm sure. <laughs> it's a small world. Yes. Cool. Very small It's world. super small. Nice. Yeah. So, so if anybody wants to come out to the islands, Matt, and take some lessons, what would be the easiest way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, PritchardWindsurfing.com is basically a good, good start there. You know, they can just hit the contact button there and, and, uh, can get them all set up. We, we've talked about okay. doing a Pritchard wing surfing. What, what was that one you were doing? Pritchard, Pritchard wing, changing the D to a G. Yeah, wing, um, <laughs> wing surfing lessons. Yeah. Wing yeah. Um, it'd be some cool logo in there. Yeah. Yeah. I like designing logos, so. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. James, the artist here in the group. Pretty awesome. Well, heck, maybe. Maybe we'll have to send out some requests to help us design our, our, our new podcast logo or something. I could always send that out to you. That would be sweet. Oh. <laughs> that sounds really fun. <laughs> you guys as well. Thanks for having us. And we'll look forward Absolutely. to, uh, like Caden said, episode two or three. Sounds good. Two or three? All right, guys. All right. Okay. Merry Christmas. Talk soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Merry Christmas Bye. and happy new year. Thanks for joining Tom and I on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time.